When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Bring it! Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Welcome to the Side Hustlers podcast. I'm your host from iHeartRadio, Carla Marie. The whole point of Side Hustlers is to hear the stories of people who follow a passion outside of their day job or people who have turned their passion into their full-time job. And we've heard from all kinds of people and I'm excited for you to hear from this week's guests because they are crazy in the best way possible. My day job is actually hosting the Carla Marie and Anthony show weekday mornings on 106.1 KISS FM in Seattle. But you can listen to us from anywhere on your iHeartRadio app or wherever you listen to podcasts if you don't want to listen live on the iHeartRadio app. So this week's guests, Paul and Chris, are kind of different than a lot of guests because as they describe to me, they don't really have side hustles. They just have a lot of hustles. But they fit into the category of this podcast because they're unbelievably passionate about what they do and they are constantly coming up with ideas. But in this week's episode with them, we are focusing on their latest idea, Paw Tool. Now, Paw Tool is a brass device that helps you open doors or it has a stylus where you can use touchscreens and sign your names at the store. Basically, it protects you from everything you have to touch. And it's got all different little nooks and crannies for you to be able to touch things and open things without using your hands. And in this world that we live in right now, where we want to stay safe and healthy, it's amazing that they've created this for us to use. But how did they get there? And what are the other things that they do? And why do they work together? And how they work together, I think is some of the coolest advice you're going to get ever. So this is just a little bit of Paul and Chris's story. For a lot of people, you know, why are you waiting? You know what you want to do. This is something you want to do. Get off your butt and do it. I'm a hustler, side, side hustler. Do it. I'm a hustler, side, side hustler. Do it. I'm a hustler, side, side hustler. Come on, ask about me. Yo, yo, it's the Side Hustlers Podcast with Carla Marie. 
Well, this will be an interesting episode. So Paul and Chris are here. Now, you guys are in different pl- – where are you? Paul, where are you right now? I am currently sitting in the conference room at our office, uh, socially distanced from everybody <laughs> in Brooklyn. In Brooklyn. Okay, Chris, what about you? Currently at home. Where, where's in home? Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Okay, cool. So recently I've had someone who just moved from Brooklyn to Bayonne on the podcast. That was Erica. So this is cool. I actually listened to her podcast. That's uh, awesome. She's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. Erica. It, it's fun. I feel like when I'm talking to people on the East Coast, I talk to you guys. I'm like, oh, it's like when you walk into your mom's house and she's cooking your favorite food that you you know that smell. When I hear the accents, I'm like, oh, it's like home. So I'm happy <laughs> to have you guys here and, and your accents as well. So this is going to be an interesting podcast to tackle because you two have so many different things that you're involved in, so many different businesses. You're, I think, masterminds when it comes to the art of creating businesses. I don't know if anyone's ever told you that before, but that's what I think. So your most recent thing that you've created is the PAW tool, which is PPE for people to have to be able to open doors and do all the things without getting their hands germy and gross. Now, first of all, I'm going to have you guys actually explain explain the real paw tool instead of me butchering what paw tool is. So what exactly is paw tool? I think you, you summed up pretty well. <laughs> I mean, I think you understand now living in the environment that we're in. Yep. There are certain things in the environment that you just don't want to interact with. We want to live normal lives, but we want to have some type of control over what we're actually touching and not touching. You know, paw tool was developed to basically give us some control over avoiding the things that trigger us uncomfortably. You know, I'll, I'll say at least in my experience, I get my hands dirty pretty frequently with things I do for other work, right? So my big trigger is probably pharmacy keypads. Yeah, You'll never see me comfortably walk into a pharmacy full of sick people and saying like, huh, I definitely want to touch that pen to sign my name. Like it, it just, I can't, it's one of those things that even for a person who doesn't really, I'm not a germaphobe per se, you know, that one is a personal trigger. Uh, at, at least for me. Recently, when I've gone to pharmacy or anywhere where they're signed, they'll say to me, is it okay if I sign for you? And I'm like, yeah, I don't care. I don't want to touch it. I don't care what the hell you do, what you sign for. I don't want to touch it. So with Paw Tool, I think it's amazing that you guys have created this piece of metal that can protect you from the doorknobs, or toilet seats, whatever it may be. But you've also added that little touch thing. What exactly is that called? Uh, that is the stylus nib. Oh, okay. We've taken a component that you can use to interact with actually functional touchscreen. So your iPhone, your iPad, stuff like that. The airport kiosk. Yeah, anything that will take a touch input will actually work really well with the stylus. It's great if I walk into a certain situation where like a public restroom, I don't really want to be touching the bathroom, the knobs and this mm-hmm. and that. You know, you don't want to get your shoes on the side of the toilet bowl seat, that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. So it's nice to have some control over what you're touching. But you know, I think Chris can elaborate also is that there's always something that every person just doesn't like the lack of control they have in that environment. So you can be when we get back to some normalcy, like a music festival. Do you really want to touch the porta potty? No, I, mean, like, I never I, did. Actually, <laughs> you'll never want to touch that. It's just a matter of giving you control over the things in your environment that uh, make you uncomfortable. COVID kind of also gave us a really unique look at it. Uh, you know, I think Paul nailed it. Neither of us are germaphobes. We never felt like this is something that I would have incorporated in my life prior to this moment. However, you know, when you start to become aware Mm -hmm. of all the habits you have, which you are encountering other things. And I think anyone who has a a, has a kid in school understands that as soon as your kid goes to school, you will get sick. Yeah. When COVID happened, you know, we looked at our life in New York City, (laughs) became very aware when you start touching that Metro card machine. Yeah. You're like, how many other New Yorkers touch that? And you can like just see the gunk on that machine. So gross. Uh, It's absolutely disgusting. 
So in a lot of ways, um, we actually developed it from working backwards from those sort of interactions. The tool itself is, it's metal. It's it's heavy, like it's legit and it's small. It, it fits in my hand. It's smaller than my hand for people that I'm explaining it to. By the way, there's a link below. You can click that in the descriptions. You can actually see what we're talking about. You can go to pawtool.com, obviously, to follow along. But it's got little holes in it that look like a paw, like an animal paw. So I'm assuming that's where the name came from. Back to the accent thing, I <laughs> secretly think that Chris just named it Paw Tool so he can have me pick up the phone and say, hi, this is Paul from Paw Tool, which no one ever gets. <laughs> so I've got to sit there and be like, no, no, like, like the saint. That dude, St. Paul, Paul, that's the name. I'm and then done. Paul, right, I, I know, it's just, I can't help myself. But that is like secretly why St. Paul told is so that I can never answer the phone and anyone can ever understand what I'm talking about. But the URL was also available, so yep. it kind of worked out really well. You know, something that was really kind of nice about the design for us was when you kind of look at other products in a market space, you think about how can someone recognize this right off the bat like, yep. without having to have you know, to read a branding or look at a logo. It's so easily separated from anything else you see. You know, it was, it was kind of a fun design. And, you know, we, we tried to use kind of the inherent shapes to add more usefulness to how the product worked. So when you talk about usefulness, it, like I said earlier, could be used for a lot of things. It's got a hook on the end where like you can lift up a toilet seat. Or I know you guys have this awesome video that's been produced where I can use it as a hook to open the mailbox, to drop mail in there, all different things. So when you came up with those shapes, what was that like? Like how many times did you have to do the, the prototype to figure out what fits and how does that work? So, I mean, you know, we have our machine shop, so we have access to this equipment. Essentially, we started with a sketch and it was an aesthetically driven sketch. You know, we, we're both dog owners. We're like, you know, we the pause and extension, like it kind of made sense where we were yeah. going and we liked the way it looked initially. And then I made one out of wood, actually. I took a quick gif for Chris and I'm like, I'm like, dude, this is awesome. It works so well. And what ended up happening was the curves from the paw design actually made it easy to just manipulate other things in the environment. Like... You know, stuff that would normally get caught, you were able to like flip it over or use one of the side pieces. It was really interesting. And then we ran home and, you know, we we're, you know, sketch there like, okay, what do we do now? So we brought the sketch up and basically took some marker and was like, no, this sucks. Fix this. We need a bottle opener. Got to drink some beers. So like throw a bottle opener in it. And <laughs> even, even that coincidentally turned into something else. So we initially started as a bottle opener. And then we realized that the, the bottle opening hook is actually unbelievably good at manipulating really small things so it just became another part of the design and it didn't start out that way it started out as just you know we want to be at the beach drinking a beer and it's like in your pocket who doesn't want a good bottle opener and then but really it turned into being something that's actually really functional for part of the design as for the material choice the reason why we designed it in brass was you know the main component of brass is copper which is naturally antimicrobial so the material, you know, the tool is effectively self-sanitizing. Uh, and that was the core reason why we made it out of brass. In terms of cost, I would much rather have made this thing out of a cheaper material. It just, it doesn't, it wouldn't function the way it's supposed to function. But it's nice. It's almost like I've, I, when I got mine, it was in a box. It was a very cool box, but I also feel like it should have been delivered like in a jewelry box. Like it should have been a nice velvet, like opened up like a very, ah, moment. Like it's nice. <laughs> like it's, it's for what you're using it for in the sense of like protecting you against germs, it's pretty. Like you wouldn't expect to have something pretty to protect you from that. So I think in that world of it is definitely eye-catching to the consumer. So yeah, I'm sure you would have preferred something much cheaper, but it looks great. I mean, I think it self-branded itself. I mean, yeah. you know, 
you look at it and you're like, it's the one that looks like a pole. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, that's the that's the one, right? And then the top of that, there's everything that we've done, we've done is totally functional. There's stuff that you guys aren't seeing on the website because we haven't put it out there, but we have in our heads an ecosystem of things that work off of this design. Ooh. The wheels are turning and we're just trying to figure out, we're trying to learn who our audience really is and to make sure that we tailor something towards them as well as possible. I mean, I am... 24 seven, just watching interaction rates on the site and trying to see like, well, they didn't like the font on that page. So here's a funny dynamic with Chris and I, you guys are crazy. I can't, I can't design anything, <laughs> by the way, in terms of like the aesthetic, not my thing. I make things work. Chris makes things pretty. So I'll sit there and be like, yo, man, I spent five hours looking at the analytics. Uh, I don't like this page. We need to go and do something differently. Let me make me another version, a, B it. I'm not going to interact with your design aesthetic. You know, he's the artist, let him mm-hmm. work on, the look and feel, but like, I need something different. I think this is the answer. And then we'll try it. It'll fail miserably. We got to do it again. You know, so we've kind of applied the same idea to everything we've done. And we want to just make something that's really good. That's another thing too. I don't ever want to be associated with a product that isn't the best I could have done. You know, it's not, I I didn't set out to be like, well, we could have saved a few bucks here and there. We're like, no, we're going to try and make as best as possible. And then we'll try and reverse engineer it to make it as feasible as possible to scale up. Chris's design aesthetic work you know, I, I think the site's beautiful. I may be slightly biased, but the work on the site is incredible, you know, and we've done everything. So soup the nuts, you know, there's no one's hands but ours in there. Yeah, I love that. And I think uh, some of the best business owners and people who have been on this podcast are people who say, no, like I'm in control of everything. And that's how I, we also look at our morning show. Granted, Anthony and I have I always say a big backer, a big investor in iHeartRadio, but I look at our morning show as our small business and we've got our hands in everything, all of it to the colors of the logo. And the same thing you're saying, like, I didn't like that font. Like, I think you're crazy, but also at the same time, I do that same stuff. And I catch myself overthinking, but sometimes you have to overthink when you're selling products or trying to reach consumers. There's a fine line. I don't know where it is, but I think overthinking is a good thing when it comes to owning a business. I I think part of the most important thing in all of this is the balance with the person that you're doing this journey with. So I think having a great partner is effectively the most important part of the entire mm-hmm. business. You know, the dynamic that Chris and I have, we've gone, like I told you earlier, we've known each other longer than we haven't. It's an incredible bond that we have. We've done silly stuff together forever and we've taken it to the point where, yeah, we separated, we have our adult lives, but we still have this unity between us and we can work together on projects and this this trust that we have with each other. Like there's plenty of times where I'll come up with an idea and, and it's outlandish and it's just horrible, but I'll get like emotionally attached to it really uh-huh. quickly. And I'll call <laughs> Chris him, like, is shaking Chris, his head. Yes. I, I, you gotta see this. You got, this is incredible. And he's like, terrible, man. You know, okay. Like, so he you can, got, you can do that to each other though. And I'm, then, then like, I'll come off the high and I'm like, yeah, he's right. It was really stupid. Let's try another one. So I, like initially early on when we were doing this years and years ago, when we started really just working on projects together, we had built a like fake uh, Twitter account and we just called it, I think the at dumb idea something. I don't know. It was just like, <laughs> and the logo was a Chia Pet. And we're like, okay, the Chia Pet's pretty dumb. And someone made billions off of Chia Pet. It's so, insane like, Chia when Pet you think about it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the Chia Pet and the Slinky, like those guys are just, you know, idols. But the everyone loves the Slinky. But so we had this like Twitter account and we had our own like personal Twitter account. So we would tweet the dumb idea account and just put dumb ideas in the bucket. Now, people couldn't see the this account. No. This was pri- so totally they basically this was private. like a Google Drive before people were using Google Drive. It didn't have to be a text message, which would get lost. It was just somewhere like permanent for Paul and I to assess 
you know, to be able to look back on all your ideas and kind of see how they all come together. Does it still exist? Maybe. I don't know. I, I haven't looked at it in years. Because yeah. <laughs> it's like, I feel like it's a time capsule for your geniusness. I would probably be scared to look at it right now. You know, one of the first things we worked on, which, man, I was a total failure, but, you know, my godson has some disabilities and I watched him at dinner with the family smack his head into the table mm-hmm. while we were eating. And I was like, this is awful. There's got to be like a mat or something that we can build. And like, so Chris and I literally built mold and we made a silicone tray and we like were prototyping this. And, you know, we ended up like abandoning it because we felt that it's a market that we don't have the financial means to really kind of penetrate, but it was damn good. And we just didn't have the right tool set to kind of make that happen. You know, I, I couldn't imagine fighting with lawyers on a, you know, a kid product. Uh, right. Like, I can't do that. But it, how many years ago work. was that? 15. I don't know. I, it's, it, I can't imagine. So you guys do all of that stuff on your own. Chris, you can build websites or you can do the aesthetic part of it. And Paul, same thing with you. You're looking at the analytics. Do you guys ever outsource for any of your ideas? I don't think so. I love having a network of people I can rely on for just some information. I think the network that you have is the most valuable thing in your life. You know, we just have a really broad base of friends. I can reach out to XYZ guy and be like, hey, man, what do you think of doing this? And get some really good feedback. And it's it's all really valuable. So that's been a big part of how we're able to kind of make these decisions. But we do have backgrounds in computer science. So you both have other jobs than this thing that you have together. Like, I don't even really know what to describe what you have together is because it's not one company. You've got a lot of things. So you have these, I don't even want to call them day jobs because it's just every, you guys just do a lot. It's not like you're spending eight hours a day doing one thing ever. You, You do these other jobs. How do you find time to come together, the two of you, and work on the stuff that you do have together. We have similar sleep schedules. Probably, <laughs> yeah. That's probably the best part. I have two young children, which consume quite a bit of post-day time. So, you know, I, I really can spend a lot of time when they're in bed. You know, like my kids go to sleep at eight, and I, I have from eight till two in the morning to hash out ideas. I also you go to bed at eight, for the record. <laughs> You know, so yeah, so I mean, you also were up at four o'clock. I can't do your job. I cannot be up at four o'clock in the morning to go do a radio show. I'm sorry, not my thing. It's Never not will a life be. I recommend. No, I, I can't do it. It's not my thing. For the uh, record, program- Paul has fallen fallen asleep in a few two in the mornings where he literally blacks out in front of the webcam, <laughs> and I'm like, Paul, get up, Paul, Paul, and he's like, oh. so he's trying, and he's, I'm, I'm like, no, nah, man, it's, we're shouting. done, we're, we're done here. He's like, I woke no. up at six in the morning, facing a laptop. I, I didn't know it's what happened. Just, <laughs> There's a MacBook Pro key in my face. I, like, I, I, that's it. This is what we do. The advantage of having our own machine shop. I mean, you know, Chris will come up with a, a design for something or a modification. And I'm like, gone out the door. I'm going to the shop. I'll cut it real quick. And that's the, just how we operate. You know, there's never a time when like, I'm not working at some level. You both are always working. Do you like that? Or you ever need time to turn off the brain? I, I love it. Personally, Chris is saying I, yes. I will too. say, you know, I'm nodding yes. Yeah, I love it. I, feel, I, I, I think feel so satisfied when I'm occupied we, and when I'm thinking about something new. If I, you know, the second I get stagnant, I start hunting for the next project. I think that you two are very unique in the way that you guys function, but I think that is a New York and New Jersey mindset only. No offense to anyone from anywhere else in the world, because I've talked to people from all over, but it is very specific to that area. I think a big part a place where everyone is ready for the next new thing and can easily move on from whatever it is that's happening right now. Mm -hmm. It's very un-European in that sort of way. There is no no tradition, if that makes sense. I think think Chris and I have a pretty similar upbringing and and I totally attest everything I do to how I was raised. Uh, I come from two immigrant parents. 
You know, my dad's an immigrant from Italy. Mom's an immigrant from Spain. I look at someone like my father who, you know, I could never be brave enough to literally pick up and just go somewhere else. Like, I just, it's not me. I can't do it. I, it's terrifying. And this dude did it at a time when, it, you know, it was just such a different time. Yeah. And, you know, when so growing up, like, my father is the hardest working person I know. I've never seen someone work as hard. He taught himself things in an environment where there wasn't a YouTube channel. Right. You know, like it's <laughs> the concept of a guy who can, you know, who's not formally educated really well, you know, like just to literally pick up and have this intrinsic business, business sense and understand that the immense work ethic will yield results. Mm-hmm. You know, God bless the dude, but like he found time to like bring me to baseball. Yeah. And, you know, or let's go do this. And he found the time. And, you know, it, it's a big reason the way I operate. And I will say I can never work as hard as he can. I, not even close. So that's a big part of how Chris and I operate. And we have similar upbringings. And like that culture, it must be like a New Yorker thing. Like everything has to be immediate. You've got to do it. And this idea that you can you can better yourself by just putting your head down and working. You know, that's really the key here is that you can get anything you want to have. Just put your head down and try. We think Pro Tool is awesome. And the thing is, I've said to everyone I've spoken to about it, that if Pro Tool failed, it's not because the execution was bad. It's because we just made a mistake somewhere or we, or we missed misjudge the environment or we misjudge or, the customer or people stop caring about getting sick and don't give a crap maybe maybe but we like the execution was right mm-hmm. you know like i've taken the approach of you know customer service is paramount i think understanding your customers and, and giving them the ability to reach out to you 24 7 is huge so like you know paul tool is a good example on that website alone there is a full customer service ticketing backend. no one is going to have an, a hard time getting a hold of us or one of, our, one of our employees. Like you're gonna get someone, if you have a question, silly or whatever it may be, or serious, you're gonna be able to reach me. There is literally a full 800 number that, yeah, I saw. you know, one of, our, one of our employees is a voiceover actress. So I was like, all right, get on that. You're gonna record all the voice prompts and it just works. I mean, the customer understands that there's a, a sense of trust. You know, you know that like, if you can see that we put effort into this, this is not a fly by night thing. We're gonna be here. If you went to the Paw Tool website, right now and you didn't listen to this podcast you would have no idea that this company like you would think you guys have been around for 10 years like the way you're running this this specific company i know you guys have been doing things forever together and i think obviously that bleeds into this like you know how to run a company when you google paw tool the google ad comes up at the top and you're like oh okay these guys mean business because they're putting money behind they that's how i think of a company it's like all right if they're paying Google for ads to be at the top, then they truly believe in what they're doing. And it's that they want me to see this first. So let me click on it. And then you go to the website and it is, it's beautiful. And there's right there, there's a video on how to use this product, what it is. You've got all the pictures. And I literally looked at it and I was like, I know this is a newer product, but I'm looking at this and I'm like, I would think people all over the world have been using this. And I'm the one on the outside touching things (laughs) with my hands instead of using this. So you have done this amazing job at creating this FOMO, I think, for the consumer. And it's obviously because you do have a great product. You're not trying to like trick anybody. It really is a great product and it is very useful. But I want to commend you guys for that because when I go to the website, I'm like, oh, yeah, got it. I, I want this. I trust them. You know, when you said that it feels like a, you know, a brand or a product that's been around for 10 years, Paul and I have hit the point where our stride is it's because it is 10 years yeah. in the making. That's, I mean, there's a whole ecosystem of things that go with Paul Tool. I mean, Paul Tool is not, you know, a flash in the pan thing. Like we've got 
endless amounts of stuff. And I'll give you like another like Paulism. I don't take notes or write anything down. So like they're all just jumbled in my head. I have no, no like Chris that scares like, no the notes. hell out of me. I, I miss appointments every so often. I would Chris say Chris is but shaking like, his head. I feel like this is a um, a very sensitive subject for you guys. <laughs> oh, it is. It absolutely is because he knows like. You know, I'll call him at like two in the morning. Like, I lost something, man. Like, we've lost all the passwords to the site. It's gone. <laughs> uh, everything. You know, like, I'll be like I sent stuff. this to you five times. <laughs> you know, so it, there's cool there's literally like no no keeping. I don't keep an agenda on my calendar. I'm just like, I'll get there. Like, oh, it, it's a little, a little haphazardness of my life is kind of how it goes. But uh, you know, you brought up a really interesting point about the FOMO of the of the product. Nothing is not thought about in terms of the experience, like what we're trying to lead you down. And one really important thing with the ball tool, especially, is that we know that everybody can do a small thing and a, a lot of small things add up to a really big thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's the small concept of me doing something to help somebody else. Uh-huh. And the ball tool is the same thing. I mean, like you not interacting with something in a public space and not spreading germs potentially to it or not bringing them onto you protects my mom, my dad. You know, it's, it's that part of it that was really a keystone of when we started we want to do our part you know and we think we can do something that might be small in a tangible sense but it's huge paul earlier you said something about you had an idea and then you went back to it years later you bought the machine the engraving machine didn't do anything Mm -hmm. with it and it was important that you didn't get frustrated that you didn't do anything with that machine or that idea because later you did and i think that's so important for people because a lot of times they come up with this great idea for a side hustle, for whatever it may be. And if it doesn't work out in the first 10 days, it's a failure and they move on. And I, that is something huge to take away for anyone listening to this podcast that you never know what that idea will do down the line and don't get frustrated or mad at yourself in that moment for it not working right away. It's a tool set. You're building, you're building a tool set and the tool set will help you cope with life too. It's not just, you know, a product or an idea. It's, you're, you're dealing with coping skills, coping with the stress of doing something. You know, I think it's the biggest part of all of this is being able to manage your feelings throughout the process. I mean, it's very easy when you're building something up and you get very emotionally attached to it. But then you hit like a little speed bump and you're like, I can't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Or you see someone else's product. You're like, oh, man, they beat me. Too. No, they didn't. Just keep doing what you're doing. If your idea was right and your execution was spot on, it will work. Or shelf it. And which is another big thing, too, is to understand the ability to stop with something. You know, there's a balance here. Like, you can't be perpetually trying to, you know, it's the beat the dead horse thing. Like, you know, you can't. It doesn't work anymore. So give it up and then reallocate your resources to something else. I think we've had a good track record of measuring if something is right for us. I think that was really important. You you start to think, um, you know, is this a market I understand? Or, you know, why do something that you really don't understand? You need, I think sometimes people, it's, it's kind of like that concept that if you really had money, you should be investing in real estate. If you don't know real estate, though, it's probably not worth no. putting your time. Maybe it's something else that you do understand. You know, maybe you really understand art or maybe you understand and so on and so forth. So I think that we've, that, you know, that's a big part of us vetting um, kind of the things we get into, you know, for us, it was like, well, how much storage space do you have? Maybe even something like that determined like how 
we kind of came to Tool. You want to think about a product that fits in a certain envelope, that's in a certain size, that you can store in a certain warehouse that, you know, and, and all of these sort of little conditions that we put ourselves through to think about, like, if this is a good idea for us to take on. You guys both told me that social media is your weakness. You obviously have a ton of strong points, ideas, analytics, the aesthetic, everything. Like, you've got all these skills, but that is apparently the one thing you guys say you're both bad at. So how do you survive in this world of where everything is social media? It's, it's a real challenge, I think, uh, <laughs> at least coming from me, like on a personal level, I don't really utilize personal social media. You know, for the most part, I try and maintain a relatively private life. I mean, in terms of, you know, I'm the most open person in the world amongst my inner circle, of course. you know, so it's not a matter of, of being private for the, sake, the sense of being private. It's just like I just never found an appeal in doing the social media thing. And I think Chris kind of feels the same way. So if I had to say that's definitely the biggest challenge because I don't intrinsically do it in my life, uh, we get by. I mean, and it's an essential part of the business. But you know, like I mentioned earlier to you, like people don't realize how difficult managing a social media aspect of a business is. You know, it's this whole thing onto itself. Uh, and I've listened to some of your other podcasts and there are some amazing people on there who are just awesome at the social media part. They've got it down packed. It's really incredible. But to me, it's definitely been one of the points where like, I will definitely take a lot of advice from people in that space and say like, well, how'd you pull this off? How did you do the, you know, 200,000 followers? Like, what'd you do? And typically the answer is work. Yeah. You know, that's usually the, that's usually the hard part is that you just need to put time in. And everyone wants a quick a quick Overnight answer to it. Overnight yep. isn't. Yeah, there just isn't there. So while our strong points are definitely execution from a product standpoint, a delivery standpoint, you know, all those things that make it function, definitely if I had to learn more, it'd be sitting there and, you know, just looking at someone who's excellent at social media. You know, sit there and like watch an influencer and be like, how did you pull this mm -hmm. off? Where did you get this contract from? Like, and then kind of see what they do. I mean, and some people are just really gifted and talented. But I think as a as a company, it's crazy how how much weight we as a consumer put into someone's social media brand now think about it. social media wasn't around to this extent like 10 years ago less than 10 years ago and no, now it's, it's like well it's their instagram doesn't look like they're legit and it's like why are we putting so much weight into this but we are so there's a pressure as a company you may have the best idea in the whole world but you have to then make sure your instagram is great and then your facebook for the the different consumer you want and then are you on twitter are you on tiktok like it's just it's too much at some point it's, it's just impossible paul you need I mean, to work on your tiktok <laughs> yeah it's never gonna happen but I mean, <laughs> you know Carla marie's brand is exactly like i would look up to you and say i don't know how she pulled this off but it's excellent i mean the amount of content you put up i don't know how you do it you know like you know, we're talking about being workaholics, but like, you know, it's no different than what you do. I mean, you're, you're up at four o'clock in the morning, probably or three 30, just to get into the office to start recording. And then now we're speaking to you after you just recorded the show. Yeah. And now you're probably going to leave us and go do social media. Like you're still working 24 <laughs> seven, you know, it's the same thing. And, and, you know, I think this addiction we have to our, our smart devices. Mm -hmm. I mean, you see a, a DM slide in at 12 o'clock at night. You're like, Oh, I gotta get that. It's probably yep. something. You know, I think the I think the hard part would probably be just getting all this feedback, like the troll feedback. It's got to be really tough. That's it no. has been Ugh. on fire lately. Let me tell you. But like, I'm at a point now where it's I laugh at it. You know, and and the difference between me and like a company, like a product, some if someone's a, a trolling me, they are literally trolling me as a human, yes. not a product. Yeah. So. It, it, that's a whole nother podcast we could talk about. And I think that I have been very lucky in that I grew up with thick skin. I grew up on the East Coast and there have been comments that have 
put me into a spiral, but also I know that that person has something way off in their brain that they're attacking me, someone who's done literally nothing wrong. And it's just, you just have to let them roll off, just roll, just okay, goodbye. Or you just put them on blast on social media and let everyone else who's good attack them, which is (laughs) good and bad sometimes, but it happens. So we got connected, Paul, I don't even know what year it was, but do you have any idea? Long time ago. Yeah, I mean, more than five years ago. Seven, maybe? Probably. I have no idea. It's a long time. So, and it kind of goes back to you talking about your tool set or reaching out to different people. You guys have a personalization business, and that's when we got connected back then when I was on Elvis Duran in the Morning Show doing What's Trending. You had reached out. When Anthony and I moved out here to Seattle, you made us um, Carla Marie and Anthony show luggage tags at the time. And it's just, you've kind of been a part of different points of my journey, the Elvis journey, the, you know, the show journey now, now with my side hustlers podcast journey. But that first time when you reached out, what was like, what made you say, I'm going to email this person and to see if I can work with her on anything? Because the worst that can happen is you ignore us. Like there's no, there's no, I, I, it's only winning, right? There's no, there's no harm in reaching out to someone. So the, listen, the advantage of you being on Z100 is that <laughs> I think that first time we did it, we literally sent uh, one of our employees over with like boxes of chocolate. We're like, here you go. We're going to just like bombard the office with stuff. You did. Um, I didn't know like, that's right. Yeah, we, we did like our favorite uh, chocolate spots. We sent over some stuff. So let's just send over, you know, to everybody a bunch of stuff. And what's the worst that happens? You, you don't like it. That's the worst. I mean, like, if we didn't take that shot. We'd never hit it, you know? So, and it, it panned out clearly. So, you know, and we've been listening to that show forever. So when we finally got recognition from you guys, I'm like, this is great. Uh, but the secret, I think, to the Elvis Rand show was just sending food. I yes. Had to yeah, food. So, I mean, food for yeah. anyone, really. But having that connection is cool no matter what it is. It doesn't have to be a connection between someone who happens to be on the radio. It's any connection you can make with anyone. I always try to preach that in this podcast, that connections are key and networking is important. And we often think of networking the way we were taught it in college, which was like handing your business card to someone. No, that has evolved so much. And you're talking about, you know, all the people you can reach out to in your circle just to ask them a question. It's just that kind of thing is important, whether it's in your industry or out of your industry, the connection with humans is more important than anything. And I think right now we're all kind of learning that, but that is something that I I think is so key. And I'm glad you mentioned that, how reaching out to someone, what have you got to lose? Literally nothing. Yeah. It's only winning on that stuff. I mean, that's, that's just how we've always gone about things. Uh, it's a big part of it. So I think, you know, any, any shot you don't take, you'll never hit. There are special kind of people that can be side hustlers and do what they do and launch their own business. I'm in awe episode after episode. And then I meet people like you guys who are just, it just doesn't end. You are serial entrepreneurs in a way where like that is your life like you're just going to keep doing it nonstop. you're going to come up with the next idea and it's incredibly inspiring and it's kind of like addicting to see people do that and you want to see what's next for them and you want to be a part of their journey and i hope everyone feels that about you guys but they don't even know like we just scratched the surface with you guys you've got a million things and we'll do other podcasts down the line with that but between the two of you you know you've known each other since high school you've done a million things together but really what do you think the number is on the amount of ideas that you guys have had together no idea no idea the bad ones too the bad ones too the ones that never came i've got 
I've got some bad ones. Uh, I mean, like, you know, three o'clock in the morning. I've heard, like, I've heard great. You hear this. At one point, I was like, we should turn avocado pits into a resin to make plastic, to make recyclable. Like, there's one of those. Oh, man, I'll like, buy it. <laughs> yeah, but we couldn't figure it out. So I just gave away like a multi-million dollar, I think, you know. But like, <laughs> it's stuff like that. It's all over the place. And it's funny, too, because like, you know, I've got two young kids and I watch them and I'm like, huh. I got like, there's got to be something for the kids that we can make. But that's probably the hardest thing. And honestly, the hardest thing in everything that we do, I mean, definitely, at least from my side, taking time away from my kids is really problematic. You know, so the balancing act yeah. of being dad and being the same guy who also puts food on the table, that's, you know, it, it, you know, I told Chris at one point, if my son is six years old in a day, I only have the six year old in a day once, you know, like I lost a moment in time because I was off doing something else that I do think long-term will be beneficial for everybody. But could I have just scrapped all of it and just spent more time with it? Like what's worth more? I don't know. And it's just trying to balance the whole thing. That is absolutely the hardest challenge in the whole thing is being as good as my dad was at balancing it. Like me trying to do the same thing. How do you do it? It's impossible. It's impossible. You know, someone told me something once that was uh, really moving, but like, I guess the cliche is that kids cost a fortune, right? That's Mm -hmm. the whole. And this guy told me, he's like, Kids are inexpensive. We make it seem expensive by thinking they want to go to Disney World 50 times and they just want your time. And your time is the most valuable thing you have. So, and it doesn't physically cost any dollars, you know, like that's all they need. It's just more of you. Mm -hmm. So understanding that and realizing that like, I've got to find enough time where like, I I need to be with my son and my daughter from this time to this time. Um, They need me as a dad. Uh, My wife needs me, you know, everyone needs me. But in the same token, when they shut down to go to bed, I've got to go back into work mode uh, and do my part to make sure that we keep going forward and that, you know, the next generation will just do better than I did. So I think Chris feels the same way. I mean, like it's the hard, the hardest thing is just the time. I, I don't uh, know you can how make you do it all day long. Neither do I. I have two honestly. cats and I'm like, this is insane. I, I don't know. They're not actual I, I mean, children. The cats, cats are harder, honestly. No. It's exhausting, though. It's draining. And it's one of the things I did want to ask you guys about was time management because you are involved in so many different things and and companies and brands and ideas. It's just, do you actually set aside time for your different things? Paul's actually probably one of the most talented people at Focus. Um, When Paul's working, he is completely focused on working. It's actually, I'm not that way. I see you shaking I can't. I'm looking, I'm like, I'm actually amazed. It's really tough. So, you know, when I when I see Paul, if he if he's starting to work on something, he'll he'll put three hours of undivided attention into it. Like I, uh, that's not the way no. <laughs> I function. You know, I think actually that's that's that really helps, especially with what he's talking about, uh, because he's able to say, "This is the time I'm going to dedicate to this. Nothing is going to get in my way." And then as soon as he's done, he steps away. Yeah, I mean, like yesterday was a perfect example. Um, we're finally my son's baseball team finally got back oh. on the field. And ironically, got canceled. So some parent must have not wanted to go. They canceled the whole thing. So we got together with a few of the, our close friends, and we did our social distancing. And you know, we had the kids kind of throw around a little bit and do some activity outside. But like, I think we finished up at like eight thirty, and I'm like, all right, guys, uh, off to the shop. And then just picked up, went over there, came back home at I don't know ten, eleven o'clock. Called Chris to kind of touch on a few things, and then you know, just woke up and did it again. I mean. You know, I've always said I dwell it's in a lot chaos. of wash and repeat. Like, yeah, you know, I completely dwell in chaos. That's my I, if I don't have chaos around me, I, I can't function. So you'll never see me, you know, move into a rural, quiet area. It won't happen. I need the constant New York City chaos and it's got to be running 24 seven at 110 miles an hour. You know, lots of coffee. Have you ever been on vacation? It's, uh, it's kind of. Yes, I try. 
Uh, my vacation <laughs> this year was actually canceled, but yeah, well, yeah, good old coronavirus. You said earlier, you know, the little things to do something big. Pothole helps possibly save a single life by just doing something small, by not spreading germs and, and using this product. Is there something that you want to do in that world, like environment or whatever it is? You want to be able to create a product that will blank. I, I'm just trying to figure out how your brains work. And I don't know how I, I will ever do that. Honestly, I, I, I couldn't even give you an answer because we don't know ourselves. But what we do know is that Portal is just another building block onto something bigger and better. And it's honestly, it's it's very easy to embrace products and ideas what you have that um, clearly align with a positive result, something that can actually help somebody. So we, we always usually tend to fall back on those type of ideas. I mean, yeah, we don't do things that we don't feel are actually right to do. That's another mm -hmm. big part of it. We don't just go for a money grab on something. It doesn't fit the profile of things we want to do. So you'll never see us do some fly by night thing, which is just, you know, doesn't fit our personal lives and how we actually interact with, you know, life in general. I mean, even stuff with the portal, we did the best we could to make it as environmentally friendly as possible. I mean, like, we tried our best. Like the little plastic bag that holds the stylus yeah. is some biodegradable plastic. Oh, wow. We didn't tell anyone. We just did it. And, and I love that. You know, it, it's just, it's just, it, we had to do it, right? So we tried as much as we could to kind of cut down on packing material. So while we're not the best at it, you know, we're learning. You're and trying. we want people to give us feedback. We're trying, you know, and I think we can do better every time, right? So we at least set out with the fact that we're trying to do good. And if we make a mistake, check me on it, let me know, and I will correct it. Like I, I didn't know. You know, like, like we need that feedback. So that's, I think that's a big part going forward. Is there another idea, grand idea? I'm full of random ideas. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there's definitely something. They're not written down anywhere. We'll never find them. No, they're probably <laughs> not written anywhere. They're just like up here. And, you know, and Chris has got a bunch of his own that we have to keep bouncing off back and forth. And they, they'll, it'll work. We'll, get, we'll make it happen. We're just trying every day just to get by. It's uh, awesome. And do a little better in this world and a small little piece, you know, and listening to other podcasts that you put out and just listening to inspirational people. Everyone's got such great ideas that you can just listen to them. You're like, wow, I, I like, I don't know how you got there, but it's an amazing journey. Yep. Uh, at the end of it, I got a cool story. That's probably the best thing about this whole thing. For so sure. I have a great friend in it. So Aww. yeah, it's just, that's great. Well, thank you guys. I appreciate you for taking the time out of your insane schedules. And I know that the time difference and I know Paul, you've got kids to get to and, and all the things. So thank you for being here and, and being on this podcast. I hope everyone can hear the two of you and be like, all right, you know what? I can do this. I've got ideas and you've inspired them. I'm a hundred percent positive that that has happened. So thank you. Have them DM me at one o'clock <laughs> in the morning and I will respond. Okay. So I'm looking forward yeah, to that conversation. But what be is careful it? what you wish for. Can right? you give me the uh, Paul from Paw Tool, but with your accent uh, I, I i'm not even trying the accent no, just just, it's I know. all from portal i did not practice it i can't say i can't even say my name correctly okay we're... like paul does not does not sound right like i've heard other people say paul and it's not the way i say it so <laughs> someone did me wrong on this uh and then chris totally he totally named it portal so i would have to answer the phone that way and completely butcher it you know and have to like describe it I'm like, that's an animal thing. The foot, you know, like I, I got to pull one of those moves on people. But the most the important takeaway is he, he challenged, got it right, he challenged you know, everyone. 1 a.m. DM yeah. for help. Paul from Paw Tool. That's how we're ending this. <laughs> that's it. You can do Thank it that Thank you, way. guys. Thanks, Colin Marie.
Okay, that was a lot. And that wasn't even a fraction of what these guys do. They have so many different things that they're a part of so many different other jobs, because it's not day jobs for them. They do a billion things. I'm not even kidding you. We had a call before this podcast. And I don't normally do that with guests. I kind of just jump right into the podcast. But we had a call ahead of time because I didn't want to miss out on any of their story. And they have so much that we decided to focus on Paw Tool, P-A-W-T-O-O-L. So check out Paw Tool. You can get yourself one. Hit the link below. Thank you so much for being here. You can always email me, sidehustlerspodcast at gmail.com with any ideas that you may have. This podcast has been produced by Houston Tilly. Thank you for being here. Stay safe, keep hustling, and be a good human. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com.